Introducing the Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited 5% back on everything you buy at Walmart online. It's the perfect card for all your family's hints this holiday season. Like 5% back on the air fryer Grandpa told you about when he fell asleep in his chair. He didn't fry anything. Or 5% back on the laptop your sister had carolers sing to you. Two turtledoves and a laptop for Carrie. The Capital One Walmart Rewards Card. Earn unlimited rewards, including 5% back at Walmart online. What's in your wallet? Terms and exclusions apply. Capital One NA. Welcome to the Ramble Podcast, hosted by Dave DeBah and presented by Rippin.com. As always, the Ramble Podcast is coming to you live from the Super Plus Rippin.com broadcast studios in the heart of Silicon Valley. Now, to the host that can't stop rambling, Dave DeBah. The Ramble we go. I am Dave DeBaugh, and I want to talk sports with you, North America. Coming up on the Ramble today, Jimmy Buckets, will he or will he not be traded to the Houston Rockets? I've got Steph Curry, the league's most valuable player, through like just four games. And we're going to go deep inside your National Football League. And we will cover (laughs) the death of a quarterback. Not the actual physical death of a quarterback, but the death of a quarterback in New York. That's right. I'm talking about Eli Manning. And why is he still a quarterback in New York? All of that and a whole lot more coming up. On the Ramble. Okay, North America. Thanks so much for uh, tuning in to the Ramble. We are going to kick things off with the death of a quarterback in New York. Now, we teased this a little bit earlier. And Eli Manning, who is by far one of the most hard-to-understand quarterbacks in the history of your National Football League. Yeah, Eli's won two Super Bowls. But the rest of the time, Eli Manning has played like Joe Flacco. <laughs> he's he's played like a mediocre quarterback that can can occasionally, on occasion, get your team actually into the playoffs and do something. But the rest of the time, if Eli is not in the playoffs, he is, uh, at this stage of his career, a a horrific quarterback. Let's put it in perspective, shall we? (laughs) If we look at the total QBR, you know, the 2018 regular season sort of QBR performance rankings, it's to nobody's surprise that the top quarterback is Patrick Mahomes. Followed by Drew Brees, Philip Rivers, who always appears in the top five, Jared Goff, and of course, the GOAT, Tommy Brady. After that, you have your usual suspects. You know, the Ryan Fitzpatricks of the world. (laughs) And Ryan shouldn't even be on this list because he hasn't played enough. But Matt Ryan, Ben Roethlisberger, and of course, Kurt Cousins. All the people that you would expect to be on this list in the top 10 are there. Where is Eli Manning on this list? 
You might ask, where is Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck on this list? Well, both Aaron Rodgers and Andrew Luck are both still dealing with injuries, so it's okay that they're not on this list. But do you know where Eli Manning actually is on this QBR list? The answer is number 26. I don't know if you know this, but there are like, I don't know what, just 32 National Football League teams And you're in the biggest media market in the world, and you trot out Eli Manning as your starting quarterback. He has a 43.3% QBR rating. If you compare that to Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes literally doubles that with an 84.9 QBR rating. It's ridiculous. Now, uh, if you don't believe in stats then I simply suggest you go back and watch some of the games that Eli Manning has attempted to play in. Look, I know his offensive line isn't great. There aren't a lot of great offensive lines in the National Football League. But when Eli Manning drops back to pass for a 15-yard pass towards Odell Beckham Jr. in the end zone, and he misses him on that 15-yard pass by 10 yards... What more proof do you need about the death of a quarterback in the National Football League? Clearly, the fire sale that's going on in New York should include the removal of Eli Manning in a New York Giants uniform. Quite simply, North America, it is time for the Giants to move on from Eli Manning. All right, now, speaking of moving on, My Minnesota Timberwolves, and as you all know, I have two favorite basketball teams, the Minnesota Timberwolves and, of course, the Los Angeles Lakers. The story and why I actually legitimately get to have two national basketball teams that are my favorites another day. What I will say about Jimmy Buckets moving on from the Minnesota Timberwolves, I don't even understand what the Timberwolves are waiting for. The Rockets... And maybe by the time this podcast is posted, this deal will be done. How could it not be done? The Rockets are offering four first-round picks for Jimmy Buckets. That's four. And sure, those first-round picks are probably not going to be high first-round picks. But they're offering four first-round picks and a player to be named later. Why would the Minnesota Timberwolves hold out on this? This is a fantastic move for the Houston Rockets. And for the T-Wolves, let's just face it. They aren't going anywhere this year anyways. I'm just saying if the playoffs were to start today, the Minnesota Timberwolves would not be in it. (laughs) In fact, the T-Wolves statistically are behind Sacramento right now and wouldn't actually be in the playoffs if they started today. I'm just saying it is time for the Minnesota Timberwolves to just go ahead and make the move that they have to make and just be done with Jimmy Buckets at this point, as much as that pains me. Look, I went through 13 years, 13 long suffering years of the Minnesota Timberwolves not making the playoffs to finally be saved by Jimmy Buckets, who turns around, gets the team into the playoffs on the last day of the season, 
and then turns around and decides he doesn't want to play with Big Cat and Wiggins. Look, I don't understand what's going on with Cat. Uh, Wiggins, I sort of get. He looks a little lackadaisical out there. And I understand that Jimmy Buckets is at a different level than the than uh, than Wiggins. But at this juncture, it is a cancer inside the Minnesota organization. They need to just move on. And they are literally looking at gold, potential gold. Look, the Houston Rockets are one or two injuries away from being, <laughs> from not making the playoffs. Look, I'm not wishing injury, but I'm just saying, I'm just saying four first round picks for Jimmy Butler. How do you not sign on the dotted line immediately? All right. So, so moving on from Jimmy Buckets. Now, one of the big controversies sort of in the world of sports, uh, kind of rolling around as we speak on a Friday afternoon is whether or not Steph Curry should be considered for the National Basketball Association MVP award. Does Steph Curry deserve to be <laughs> to be actually mentioned with the other players? Now, as you all know, the MVP award in the National Basketball Association is often not really an MVP award. Because if it was really an MVP award, Michael Jordan would have never lost, except when he was on the Wizards. The, the single-handed worst name of a basketball team in the history of basketball teams. The Wizards. At least the Raptors are the Raptors. They're named after a dinosaur that tears people apart. Anyways, so does Steph Curry deserve to be mentioned in the MVP awards? And as we all know, at the start of the season, everybody was like, is this going to be LeBron's year as the most valuable player with the Los Angeles Lakers? Well, of course, LeBron is the most valuable player with the Los Angeles Lakers. But I think LeBron, heading into this year, is actually going to take a bit of a step back. I don't think you're going to see him put up actual MVP scoring numbers. Now, he might put up the assist numbers and he might put up the rebound numbers. But do you really think that LeBron James is going to average 28 points a game with the Los Angeles Lakers this year? And the answer is absolutely not. Because the Los Angeles Lakers have to figure out how to make the playoffs. And they can't make the playoffs if LeBron doesn't get some of the young talent around him to actually step up. That, my friends, is more important than LeBron James going for an MVP trophy. So, of course, there's Anthony Davis and the Greek Freak, who have both been appointed before the season started by a bunch of people in the media as the two leading candidates for the most valuable player. They're not even talking about who won it last year. (laughs) It's not even in the conversation that the bearded one, James Harden, would be in the conversation for the MVP trophy. So as the season kicks off and we're like five or six games into the season and Steph Curry just explodes for 51 points in just three quarters of basketball, the question is, does Steph Curry deserve to be mentioned as a most valuable player candidate 
And the answer is absolutely yes. If Steph is going to average over 28 points this year with a team that is as loaded as they are, then how can you not consider Steph Curry? And I'm not just saying this because I'm in the heart of the Silicon Valley and I want my buddies to still talk to me. But how can Steph Curry not be a leading candidate? Have you not seen what Steph does for his entire team? How Steph is a team player across the board? The fact that Steph's name wasn't even mentioned in, in, in this MVP conversation before the start of the year is a flat out shame. So what needs to happen is is people need to start thinking about what the MVP really means and not make it a MVP award for those people who have not won the MVP award in the past. That diminishes what the most valuable player award is. Look, if I could go back in time in my DeLorean, <laughs> I would go back in time and I would I would literally make sure that Michael Jordan won more MVPs. That would be one of my top priorities. <laughs> make sure he wins more MVPs. I'm just saying. All right, North America, one last Quick note on The Ramble today, and once again, thanks for listening to The Ramble. Uh, The show has been doing fantastic, been in and out of the top 50 sports podcasts on Apple iTunes, which is not an easy thing to do, so thanks for all of your support there. I thought um, we we have been away for uh, about a month or so, and uh, a lot of times when the start of the National Football League season starts... Uh, we we sort of we go into a cave and we just kind of sit back and we watch everything because after one game there's there's no reason to suddenly start saying that the Cleveland Browns are going to the playoffs. Ooh, Cleveland's tied somebody. It looks like they've finally done it and they're going to the playoffs. I had a buddy, I had two buddies, two separate buddies come up to me and tell me they thought Cleveland was going to the playoffs. They are now 2-4-1, and one, and Hugh Jackson is proving what I've been saying all along, that he is the worst coach in the National Football League together. Today, I should say. Hugh Jackson is absolutely terrible, and the sooner Cleveland realizes that, the sooner Baker Mayfield can actually turn into Baker Mayfield. If you look at the standings as we head into Week 8 of the National Football League, if I told you, that Miami would be 4-4, four and four, none of you would have been shocked. If I told you that the Patriots would be leading that division at 5-2, and two, none of you would have been shocked. If I told you that Buffalo would be 2-5, and five, all of you would yell, Hell yeah! Buffalo is going to be 2-5. and five. If you look at all of the divisions, everything for the most part is sort of going as expected. I mean, yeah... The Jacksonville Jaguars are just three and four. That would be the one division that I would say is a little shocking as the Houston Texans are five and three, though Will Fuller did pull, uh, did hurt his ACL and is now out for the rest of the year, which is bad for my fantasy football team. But beyond that, everything else is pretty much going to as expected in the AFC. You know, the Chargers actually playing better than they normally play early in the season. 
Usually we expect the Chargers at this point of the year to be three and three, three and four, not five and two. But nothing's really surprising there with Phillip Rivers and an improving defense in Los Angeles. Uh, If you look at the NFC, nothing surprising here. Nothing surprising here. The Redskins four and two. Adrian Peterson playing pretty good. The Eagles have a hangover. I'm not surprised by that. You shouldn't be surprised by that. Their starting quarterback had a major injury in Carson Wentz. Do you not remember that? Why are you not surprised, Eagle fan, that Nick Foles wasn't the long-term answer? And that when Carson Wentz was going to come back, things were going to take time for the Philadelphia Eagles. Three and four is not surprising. The Dallas Cowboys at three and four is right where they should be. And leave it to Jerry Jones to go out and get Amari Cooper. And then before Amari's even played a game, basically come out and say, he's everything as advertised. What does that mean, Jerry Jones? Does that mean that Amari ran a good route during practice? Does that mean Amari did a good press conference? What does that mean? You have not seen Amari Cooper in a game yet, Jerry. (laughs) I'm just saying. The Giants, 1-6, a horrific team, not surprising at all. If you look at the NFC North, the Vikes and the Packers and the Lions and the Bears, all within a game of each other, we all expected that to be happening. New Orleans leading their division, nothing surprising there. A little surprised that Atlanta didn't play better early, but you'll see they'll turn things around. And if you look at the NFC West, the Rams are 7-0, and the Seahawks 3-3, and the Cardinals are terrible and we expected them to be terrible. And for all of those people here in the silly Convalk that thought the San Francisco 49ers were going to make the playoffs this year, <laughs> it is it is not just on your quarterback. I'm going to tell you that right now. It is not just on your quarterback. It is not just a 1 and 6 start because of Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm going to tell you that right now. That San Francisco 49er defense is full of holes. It is beyond full of holes. In fact, it's almost a holy defense. It is an absolutely horrific defense. The offense is actually okay, even with Jimmy G not being there. Your problem in San Francisco is that your defense was not addressed enough during the draft and not enough through free agency. Look, I know you brought in one big name. (laughs) It's hanging out in your defensive backfield. But that's not going to get it done, San Francisco. You need to do better in your drafts uh, along the line and at linebacker if you're ever going to turn things around. All right, North America. Thank you so much for tuning in to uh, the Ramble. I'm, I'm telling you, Eli Manning is so done, it's not even funny. It would be great, though, to see him shipped off to Jacksonville because as bad as Eli Manning is right now, he's still about 15% better than Blake Bortles. For 
<laughs> Ramble. I am Dave DeBaugh reminding you that you can't win a championship if you play for the Carolina Panthers. And good luck, North America, because in this era of Donald Trump being your president, you're going to need all the help that you can get. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents. You'll proudly mow the lawn. Ask if anybody noticed you mowed the lawn. Tell people to stay off the lawn. Compare it to your neighbor's lawn. And complain about having to mow the lawn again. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home an auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. Which, of course, will go right into the lawn. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. How do you keep your family healthy this season when it feels like everyone around you is getting sick? I use Sambacol. It's drug-free and scientifically tested to help support your immunity. Sambacol has the power of black elderberry in every purple bottle. It comes in tablets, syrup, chewables, or my kids' favorite, the great-tasting gummies. So this cold and flu season, support your family's immunity with Sambacol Black Elderberry. It's the only one I trust for my family. And best of all, my kids love it too.